What is up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, Joe? What's going on, Brennan? How you feeling this morning? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, a couple of good games in the NFL, so we'll have something to talk about at least. <laughs> and World Cup has started, so we'll get into that. A quick rundown of the show. If you're new to the show, uh, Joe and I are going to go through some of the bigger topics and some of the bigger sports around the country. You know what that means. We're talking NFL. Then we'll get into the quick hits where we will uh, quickly touch base on some tertiary sports, some things going on. Apparently, soccer is really big right now for some reason. Uh, skipping the <laughs> Huge, huge. Skipping the walk-offs today because we got a lot to talk about between World Cup and NFL. And then we'll and go to the press conference. Season, God damn yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. Um, And then uh, we will go to the press conference where we'll peddle our wares. But we will start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! That is not the right sounder. Oh, damn it. You're right. (laughs) Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. All right. There we go. Here we go. We're talking NFL in the kickoff. Uh, first game, obviously, you guys know what time it is. Time for game of the week. Game of the week. Kansas City at the Los Angeles Chargers. About 40 to 50% Kansas City fans at this game, so I'm not really sure who was home. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> great point. The red, ma- the red tide's out there. You know what I'm saying? The red masses. Um, Kansas City wins this game. This through no fault, uh, I mean Patrick Mahomes did miracle things. I, I, I just want to, I want to cut to the end, Brennan. Yeah, say it with me. Okay, Patrick, Patrick Vaughn, Vaughn Mahomes, Mahomes, the second, the second. He is not him. He is not him. Okay. Okay. Can we just can we put that behind? He will never be him. Justin Herbert, Herbert. Oh, okay. will never be Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. Oh, it's LeVon. Okay. I thought you said Vaughn. No, LeVon. Yeah, uh, we'll skip to the end on this one. Uh, the Chargers uh, score late. There's minute 16 left. Patrick Mahomes, in order to win the game, is going to have to go 65 yards. Does it in sixth place. First place is scramble uh, or design quarterback run, depending on how you looked at it. And... Uh, yeah, they ended up scoring. Travis Kelsey got his third touchdown to kind of seal the game. But wait, there's still more time left on the clock. The Chargers get the ball back. Chris Jones gets a sack. Next play, Chris Jones pressure. Herbert, interception. And that's the game. That's the ball game right there. Um, uh, what did you what, what what did you take away from this? Other than Justin Herbert will never be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick LeVon Mahomes is second. Uh the Chiefs, they are, would you say, this is the issue you had with them all last year. Like, they're going to turn it on when they need to. They're yep. they're not blowing teams away. Um, they're winning t- close ones. Uh, they're, I don't want to say they're letting teams stick around, but teams have more sticking power in these games. But... In the end, there's no one I trust. There's no one who makes Twitter react in unison with 146 left. Everyone at their same, everyone at the same time tweets the exact th- same thing. 
they scored with too much time. <laughs> yep. Well, and the we Chargers did. were up the whole first half. Like, even yeah. going into the fourth quarter, the Chargers were up. The Chargers were in command, quote-unquote, of this game, but never once did I feel like, oh, the Chargers have it. Yeah, Not one time. Because you know what's going to happen at the end of the day? The Chargers will show up. Yeah. And you can count on that happen nine times. The Chargers will charge her. The Chargers will show up. Um, I think one of the most impressive parts of this game actually was uh, the Chiefs' decision to stick with the run. Yeah. In uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, to the best of their ability, like they, it's not like they ran the ball thirty times, but for them, running the ball twenty-one times is a lot. <laughs> Save my fantasy season. Oh, uh, did you pick up uh, Pacheco? Yeah, Pacheco? I picked up uh, Pacheco because Jeff Wilson Jr. and Travis Etienne were on a bye week. I had to throw him in the starting lineup. Just a real quick aside. Bye weeks and injuries ruined ravaged me this week. Yeah, if I would have played anyone else in our league, I would have lost by 30 points. But Jeez. the guy I played started Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Ooh. He had Kyle Pitts, who went out with an injury. Ooh. So he ended up scoring 75 points. I only scored 76. But right, I, I made a won. trade for Kadarius Tony this week. I started him too, zero points. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Kadarius Tony for the Chiefs, his big rub was, oh, my God, they got this crazy, awesome talent. This is so great. You know, he, there's a reason he was a first-round pick by the Giants. He just couldn't get on the field. I don't understand what people thought, because I was guilty of this. In the trade, when the Giants traded Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, people were like, oh, watch out. This is just another weapon for Patrick Mahomes. My first thought was like, yeah, but he's always hurt. And then he had that good week last week, and I was like, oh, Fuck that. Maybe it's like a uh, yeah. Phoenix Suns uh, training staff organization situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, no, they'll, they'll turn him around. And then he got hurt the very next week. Yeah, next week he's out. Like, dang, maybe maybe they were right. Um, yeah, no, my biggest takeaway is just that the Chargers, the, I have zero faith in the Chargers. I don't think they're, the problem is I don't think they're a bad team to say Excuse me. I don't think they're a bad team to say the least. I just don't think they're a good team. I don't think they overcome situations. I don't think they will excel. Um, I don't think they'll get out of their own way. They tried to, they attempted to throw the ball deep after we've been complaining about them just, you know, dinking and dunking. And then by the end of the game, they just reverted back to dinking and dunking. They stopped taking those yep. deep shots. They stopped, um, they stopped taking chances. Uh, so, until it was absolutely necessary. They didn't put their, what they needed to do, like you said, they were up at the half. They needed to, you know, step on the neck and they just never made like that play that was, that just took them out of it. Yeah. As of right now, I just get worried, not worried, but as like someone who thought the Chargers would, would be good. And I know we do this every year. <clears throat> Sometimes, <clears throat> A lot of times it's with the Broncos, you know, the, oh, they're just one piece away. It was the Colts the last couple of years. Remember, oh, they got this quarterback in and they'll be able to turn it around because they already have everything in place. I do the same thing with the Chargers. The only difference is the Chargers have their franchise quarterback. Yeah. So it's one of those things where Which you think like, oh, yeah, they're set. I wanted to ask you, do you think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs this year? Right now they're sitting at uh, nine. 
just outside of the playoffs. Um, five and five. With the Jets and the Bengals in front of them, the Bengals have that wild card spot. Do you want to hear something insane? The AFC East has all four teams in the playoffs as of today. Wow. Wicked. Uh, I don't think that'll hold up. Uh, definitely think that one, if not two of those teams will drop off just because of their shitty quarterback play, to say the least. Well, and they all have to play each other still, too. Uh, yeah, that too. Uh, well, you at one point thought all of the AFC West was getting in, Brennan. So, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can neither but confirm nor deny that. Looking forward, looking ahead. At no, I did have the car, but I, I had the Cardinals out. I hate the Cardinals. I had the Cardinals out. I said AFC West. Oh, shit. <laughs> I really thought I could save myself. On that. <laughs> uh, looking ahead at their schedule, man, it really helps that they were a third place team and that they're a lot of the teams they are going to play are no longer good. Uh they have the Cardinals next. They got the Raiders again. Did they beat the Raiders the first time? I get it did. Uh yeah. they got the Raiders again. They got the Dolphins, the Titans, the Colts, the Rams, Broncos. Honestly, they could lose that game to the Titans. They could lose they're going to lose that game to the Dolphins. I'm just gonna throw that out there now. That's two more losses. So that's a seven loss team. Um Man, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. It all depends. It all hinges on who you said were in the last two spots. You said the Jets. and Right now, uh, the Bengals are seven. The Jets are eight and the Chargers are nine. I see the I see them and the Bengals getting in. So they finally make the postseason. I'm losing my mind real quick. Hang on. Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders. Broncos. No, Chargers. I said the Broncos. Oh, and the Chargers. Duh. Oh, I'm a Duh, fucking yeah, idiot. I'm staring at it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what are you? I was like, what's the fourth team? It's the team we're talking about. God damn, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think because a lot of those teams are going to have to play each other, I do think they fall out. It's so bananas because looking at the standings now in the playoff picture as it sits right now, I when we talk about these divisions and stuff, I think of Kansas City just in its own thing. Because we're like, oh, the AFC West. And I'm looking and I'm like, wait a second. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Kansas City, the number one team in, in, yeah, in, in the AFC. Class. Yeah, the second best team in the NFL. They're, they're number one. That's second right. best team in the NFL? Yeah. Are you going purely on record? Yeah, I'm saying oh, like, okay, standing-wise. Okay, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, so no. I don't know if you know, but like the Bills aren't better than them anymore. No, if we're going by talent, I they're like the third or fourth team. You know, I've got Miami up there. Jacksonville on a good day when everyone's clicking. <laughs> All right, moving on. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns at um the Buffalo Bills, well, at Detroit, but playing the Buffalo Bills. Hey, uh, Joe, do you want to hear something pretty cool? Uh, Apparently, the Bills have checked out the podcast. Wow, you don't say. Yeah, because after screaming They do this like once a year. I know, I know. (laughs) Screaming about run the ball, run the ball. Why the fuck are you not running the ball? Not just with your quarterback, by the way. Yeah, the Bills actually ran the ball. So Devin Singletary actually led the team in carries. Motor from FAU. First time that's happened, and not Josh Allen. Guess how many carries Josh Allen had? You're probably looking at it. Uh, For those of you listening, it was under five. In fact, it was three. Yes. How many yards? uh, Pull it up right here. Seven. 
Seven. So you were looking at it as well. No, 2.3. <laughs> Longest was for six. Um, that is the least amount of times he's uh, ran the ball the entire season in a game is three times. Devin Singletary only had 86 yards. James Cook had 86 yards. What I'm saying is, though, the team as a whole ran the ball 33 times, which is exactly what we've been screaming about for the last year and a half was they need to run the ball. The Browns, oh, God. Could not run the ball. <laughs> Could not. That's what they're known for. Nick Chubb had 14 carries, only 19 yards. Uh, don't I know it? Uh, my fantasy number one starting running back. Uh, like I said, what a loss this week if I played anybody else, but the guy I played so this week. Um, do you think Buffalo sticks with this game plan of the establishment? Because this is the thing. I understand the game plan, especially when they thought they were going to play in Buffalo because there was like three feet of snow. But they ended up playing in Detroit, but didn't change the game plan. They just stuck to the run, and they still stuck to the run. Do you think this is what they need to do moving forward for the playoffs? Um, I don't think this is what they need to do. It's nice to know you can do. I think it. I think they should uh, look to. Now the thing you didn't say, even though you did say uh, they ran the ball thirty three times, they only threw the ball twenty seven times. So yeah. the 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 percentages was favoring the run. If they can, if they can have more of an even distribution. Because usually it's 50 passes and 10 runs, and they just called it a day. If they can more evenly distribute and keep, team, keep teams honest, uh, I think that would benefit them way more. And it would put Josh Allen in less probability of getting hurt because, I mean, he's still you know carrying that UCL injury. Um, and it helps in terms of, you know, if you keep it up and keep it consistent, it helps in terms of – terms of closing out games that's like the thing i mentioned last week with the vikings yeah that's the problem if you're just relying on throw 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 all you're gonna do is leave other teams with more time like you're not gonna kill time that way because the ball is gonna stop on incompletions do you think uh the browns still have a shot with uh deshaun watson coming back uh yeah so we're at the end of his suspension and he'll be back this coming week i believe right? yeah i believe so um no, I, I think I think the hole's too deep at this point. Uh this was their seventh loss. Um and not I mean, to no fault of Jacoby J- uh Jacoby Brissett. Couldn't think of his name. Um I mean they've That's racist. Kept what? <laughs> Couldn't think of his name. Uh the, he's kept them close in certain games. Uh, well, yeah, like this game was no fault of his own. He was, you know, 28 of 41 for 324 and three touchdowns. They couldn't get the run game going. They, they lost just could Yeah, they one. could not. They I'm could not hold through the their, lead. I'm going through their losses. They lost by one to the Jets. They lost by three to the Falcons in a game. I'm pretty sure they were up at some point. Lost by two to the Chargers. Yeah, that's uh, a safe bet. I believe they were up on the Falcons. Lost by three to Baltimore. Like, I mean, through no fault of their own. only game, they only got blown out like in two games, and that was the Patriots, who's just made. that's such a weird game. <laughs> so odd. And the Dolphins, Dolphins put it on them last week. So. Yeah, and trust me, as a as a fan of a team who's lost a lot of games by one score. It's they have a better team than I than my team is. Like, if you put it on paper and said, "Hey, Travis Etienne or Nick Chubb," I'm taking Nick Chubb every time. Yeah, even mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett <clears throat> in a lot of situations looks more calm, sorted. 
He has more poise. Like with the Trevor Lawrence thing, like I know he's supposed to be this rock star, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, if you throw another fucking pick in the end zone, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. (laughs) And so like on paper, it's like, okay. And the only reason I bring that up is to say, because my team has also lost almost every single game we've lost has been by one score, except one of them. So I get how frustrating it can be for the Browns fans. But at the same time, it's like you've, the whole first half of the season, you spent establishing the run, dominating people with the run. And then in this game, you just can't, in order to maintain and hold the lead, you just can't do it. And so I think, yeah, I believe all hope is lost for Cleveland as far as making the postseason. Even if Deshaun comes back, even if they go undefeated the rest of the way, they're still like, what, 10 and 7? I mean, which they're not going to do. No. God, imagine if Deshaun comes back and and they go undefeated. I hate 10 and 7 just as a term. No, they've got the Bucks who are rolling right now, then the Texans, which will be all right. The Bengals are fighting for their playoff lives. The Ravens, no. They still have a lot of teams they have to go through. And then they've got the Commanders and the Steelers to end out the season, and both those teams are playing way better than we anticipated. I so I think they're out. I think that's it. I think it's over. Yep, just like this topic. All right, let's I, I, get... I, I, I have to say, I'm... My performance is a little off. I'm a little distracted because I do have World Cup soccer. I meant to mention that up top. We'll get to it. Oh, we'll get to it. a little distracted folks. Dallas at Minnesota. Um, Beat them down. Yeah, this is. So can I retract everything I said last week this about like, I believe in so Minnesota now. Bad. They showed it to me. This game was so bad that CBS went away from it in the third quarter. They turned it. They just took you to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. They were like, "Enough is enough." Yeah, it was thirty-seven to three in the third quarter. Like it was the beat 'em down bowl. This was the first time I've ever, ever decided. You know what? I'm not going to root for the Cowboys. No, you can't. I'm not going to be mad if the Cowboys win. Yeah, the Cowboys win 40-3 against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. In Minnesota. They dog-walked them. Kirk they, Cousins, 12 of 23 for 105 yards. No touchdowns. Jump Street. Michael Parsons, the one of the most impactful players I've said many times. I wish he, he's like a son to me. I, I, I wish him so well in any other game outside of games against the Eagles because he's just a marvel to watch. Game one, get game one, play one, strip sack. Boom. There you go. Yep. Welcome Two to sacks. the NFL. <laughs> Two sacks, a tackle for loss, five hits on the quarterback. Um, yeah, as a team, they hit Kirk Cousins 13 times, and they got seven sacks. Insane. Insane. Uh, yeah, everything, everything we've been saying about, well, I guess apparently – only I've been saying about uh, the Minnesota Vikings was fully on display here. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you get to him, you soften him up, touch him up a little bit. He's gonna he's gonna fold. He's gonna fold. It's like your guy Jalen Rager had a fumble paper. too. Of course he did. It's terrible. You know what I discovered this week? It made me so sad. I was uh, watching the game and they were talking about how Justin Jefferson was the fifth uh, quarterback taken quarterback fifth receiver taken in that draft and i was like wait a second the eagles drafted a receiver in that draft 
Please don't tell me they drafted Rieger prior to Justin Jefferson. Oh, yes, they did. And I looked it up, Brennan, and not only did they pick a receiver over Justin Jefferson, they picked Jalen Rieger one pick one before pick Justin before. Jefferson. <laughs> I don't understand this. He's 5'11", 197 pounds. Don't know what the fuck they were thinking. It was like, the stupidest thing ever. Jefferson, Dustin Jefferson's a prototypical wide receiver. Is I want to blame I mean, it on Chip bigger, Kelly, but, but Chip Kelly was already gone. Like he's like no, a Chip that's on Kelly your boy. That's on Howie, team. man. That's, that's on your on boy. Howie. And you yeah, know this game was draft. Who? T Higgins. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep hammering that when T Higgins was there for the taking. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It's upsetting. I mean. I've said Minnesota was for real last week. I take that back. I take it all back. I'm a liar. Dallas. I guess the thinking was we had Alshon and we needed like a like a speed. You need a speed slot guy, speed quickness guy, because you already had Alshon, who's like super big. But he was old at that point. That's why yeah, I wanted but still, Higgins to it's be about the, the season, the successor to Alshon. Oh, they don't think of it in that kind of aspect. They don't think about like a season or two down the road. They think. But about I want to say right at now, that point, like Alshon, they already like benched him and were talking about trading him and things like that. That's why I was like, okay, you got the young guy who just take over from right then. Man, imagine if you had Justin Jefferson. Oh man, or if you would have taken Michael the- Parsons. <sighs> if we would have got Justin Jefferson, then we didn't need to take Devontae Smith. Then we get Michael Parsons. That's what I'm saying. Man, that was my logic. Things look crazier. Yeah, Minnesota's out. <laughs> uh, they'll make the playoffs. Obviously, they're like the two seed, but they're out. Yeah. It's it's over. They're the two seed for now. Um, I'd like I'd love to actually walk down their schedule to see. Uh, they have the Patriots on Thanksgiving night. This is an interesting game because do I think Bill Belichick can scheme up an offense to uh, a defense to neutralize them? Damn right, I do. Do I think the Patriots have the offensive firepower that can score? Hell no, I don't. Um, Both their losses have been blowouts. I mean, the first one wasn't nearly as bad as this one, but they got no. It wasn't as bad looking. They got housed in the first one though, twenty four to seven. That's a that's, if you're playing Madden, that's a house. That's a house yeah, game. No. Who they lose to, Brent? Uh, and game two. Yes. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Uh, Monday Nighter. But um, I mean they Whenever. could they could pretty much kind of win. Now. Well, let's go through it real quick. Patriots win or loss? What do you think? I think that's a dub for them. Okay, the Jets. I think that's a dub for them. Lions. I think they could lose that. Okay, cool. The game against the Lions last time was twenty eight twenty four, and now the Lions are going to be home. Off yeah, no, it's a division game. Lions beat up on the Green Bay Packers. I I agree with you. I'm just I think saying, they lose to the Colts. Okay, so you've got win 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 loss loss, and then um they've they got Packers out. and Bears. They'll probably <laughs> they can win out. <laughs> yeah, so three, four, five. So you've got so right now we have them at thirteen and four. Yeah, so that they'll definitely still be a two seed. Yeah. But once um, they get into the playoffs, once the lights are the brightest, we all know that's where they fall apart. Exactly. Kirk Cousins in. Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't. I forgot to check the times of these games. Okay. Oh, they have yes. A, they have complete one o'clock starts. But as me and Uti, Izzy Gutierrez discussed on Twitter, uh, 425 
is not a great spot for Kirk Cousin because the light turns into darkness somewhere in the middle of that game. Yep. So uh, they're actually going to lose against the Green Bay Packers because um, that's a 425 start. So, oh, snap. I didn't even think about it. They play the Patriots at night. That's a loss. That's Thanksgiving night game. Oh, man. You that, literally that's... said Thanksgiving night game, too. I know. I know. It, and, but then, Britta, I remember I said I was snap. I have to look at the times. Yeah, you did say I that. I forgot. I didn't, I didn't think about it. So that's a night game. Denmark's going to draw with Tunisia. Hey, Brennan. Stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, like Denmark's Argentina. Denmark's not a superpower. <laughs> yeah, but Tunisia, no, I didn't even know they had a national team. No, everybody has a national team, bro. Haiti has a national team. Was that racist? Yeah, if only I, we can make it to the World Cup. Uh, see what you did. Yeah, they might be 12 and 5. Because I have to factor in the loss of the, the Patriots. All right. 12 and 5. Here we go. Moving on. If they lose that game to the Patriots, Brennan, like, is there any more that we could say about Kirk Cousins and the night game thing? Because he has won, it. like, two night games. Two primetime games, I'll say. How many people? It's two people from each group that move on, right? Yes. And move on just like us. Brandon All right. Engage me in the nighttime Kirk Cousin debate. No, because he <laughs> always loses. He stinks. Uh, I wanted to, I'll start it off. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett is actually playing a little bit better. Um, looks like he's getting there. The, the, the astonishing thing is, the Pittsburgh Steelers, with this lackluster offense trying to rebuild, put up 30 on the Bengals. Bengals ended up winning 37 to 30. Um, but not, it's weird. Uh, statistically, it doesn't look great, like for the rushing and things like that. Um, Naheem only, like, P. Ryan only had 11 carries for 30 yards. Uh, but the talk of the town for this game is Joe Burrow 355 yards, four tutties, 24 39. P. Burrow's was back in the uh, passing game. Who was P. Ryan? No, I was only looking at his rushing stats. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Joe. The Bengals uh, Steelers didn't watch a whole lot of this game. I'm gonna be yeah, honest it was with a good you. Game. I'm I know it turned out to be a good game, but I didn't. I just didn't see a whole lot. It was of actually it. in the uh, the big three. But then I was like, how many times do I get to dunk on Minnesota? That's true. And I've actually watched the Minnesota game because it was the national game. Uh, but yeah. Pittsburgh, like I said, uh, when we're talking about Minnesota's schedule, Pittsburgh's heating up. Pittsburgh's starting to get there. Do you think Kenny Pickett's the long-term solution? Maybe not. Maybe depending on where they pick in this draft, but they're looking uh, all right. I think he could he could be the quote-unquote long-term solution. Uh, my thing is, and I think uh, the next team we're going to talk about is kind of going to establish it. Like As I've been saying for the last two years, uh, especially when it came up to Baker Mayfield, someone is going to reestablish the quarterback middle class. I think Kenny Pickett's one of these middle class guys. I think Daniel Jones is one of these quarterbacking middle class guys. Like you cannot, you don't have to give everybody thirty million dollars, um, but you could give them say fifteen to 20, 18 to twenty million dollars, 
and get a good team around them and let yeah, them trend build for a game manager them, kind of a thing. Yeah, let them let them uh grow into the position. Like they're good enough, but they're not, you know, over the top game breakers. Fill them fill the roster out with talent. I agree. And I mean, if anything, I trust Pittsburgh's eye for talent. I feel like every year they have a new receiver who's like, where is this guy? How did no one talk about yeah. They got him in the what round? What? <laughs> they do that every year. Like, they Claypool was a guy for them, and then they moved on from him in two years. Like, what? How did they? Pickens? He was in Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even see this. So, uh, yeah. One more round. Uh, Brennan, speaking of that quarterbacking middle class and teams who are showing their true colors, the New York football giants. Uh, Brennan, you know when you when you pick a game and pick them and you're like, mm, I feel like no one's going to pick this one and yeah. I feel it in my bones? Your boy picked the Lions over the Giants, over the New York football giants. Two interceptions by Daniel Jones. Running game couldn't get it moving whatsoever. Don't know why I'm having heart palpitations. Uh, running game couldn't get it started whatsoever. Uh, Saquon, 15 carries for 22 yards. Weird how that happened to two of the top rushers in the league uh, yesterday. You had Nick Chubb, who had what 14 carries for 19 yards, and you had Saquon, 15 for 22. Uh, couldn't get it going whatsoever. Uh, Daniel Jones was pretty much forced to throw. Got the yards, but couldn't be wasn't effective at all. Jared Goff pretty much had to be a, a game manager. Um, short field position really helped them out. I think this Detroit team is finally cashing in on some of that goodwill that they uh, a lot of people had for them going into the season, and some of those performances they had coming into the season were like uh, that first game against the Eagles and that second game. I can't remember who they played, but where they scored big, and it looked like, hey, they might know what they're doing, but they just couldn't beat those teams. Uh, well, I think that second game was the Vikings, actually. Uh, now they've gone on a three-game winning streak to kind of like have a little proof to the pudding. So huge shout-out to Dan Campbell Commanders. and staff. Commanders. The second game was Commanders? Yeah. Third game was the Lions, then. No. Which game was the Lions? You want to hear a crazy stat? Am I just saying the Lions against the Lions? I mean the Vikings yes. is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. The uh, third, I literally almost went, the Lions never played the Lions. Because uh, <laughs> you just kept saying it. And I, was just, I was looking on the schedule. I was like, no, they never played them. Uh, the loss to the Eagles, 38-35. I know you mentioned that. Then beat the Commanders. Then lose to the Vikings, 28-24. There we go. Yeah. So they have one of the top offenses in the league, honestly. But they have one of the worst the funny thing is they have one of the worst defenses and they have one of the worst worst running defenses and they kept the Giants in check. So the only weird oh, one is that Patriots loss. Sorry. Oh yeah, they got dusted by the Patriots. You're fine. All right, Vegas, Denver. Hey Joe, did you see any of this game? Uh I did actually. I purposely didn't watch a second of this game. I didn't even know you were I I had no I every bone in my body said there's no way you'll put this on the rundown. And here it is. You gotta, gotta, you gotta keep your head on the swivel, Brendan. Anything can be on the rundown. I know. I should have checked it last night. You said Doc is updated, and I was like, "Yeah, I know what we're talking about." 
was like, I've known Joe for years. We're definitely doing the Kansas City Chargers. He'll probably try and dunk on Minnesota. Maybe even we'll bring up Philly, Indy. But there's no way we're going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. What other game Denver. would have... Oh, let's break this down. What other game would you have wanted to talk about? Chicago, Atlanta, to nowhere Rams, teams? Rams, New Orleans. Rams, New Orleans. Oh, that was the Jets, New England, the defensive battle of the century. Kick I kind of did want to talk about that. Punt return for a touchdown? Walk-off touchdown? Are you kidding me? That game was just... That game was watching grass grow, literally. You're anti-defense, man. You're anti-defense. Um... What did you want? What else? Is that it? Is that the only other games you had? That, well, yeah, the the uh, that that's all for the list. The Chicago Atlanta game that was that could have been game of the week. That was back and forth. That was a good game. I feel like Chicago just plays that game every week, though. I know they do, and then you can't keep giving them game of the week if they never win any of them. That's because the their record is, is not going to warrant I, a game of the I week. I feel so bad for uh, Justin Fields in the sense that I didn't think he was going to be a great quarterback, but uh, also like. To be so, to be so much so, better than everybody around. Yeah, to be a walking <laughs> highlight reel, and you still lose every week. All right, Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos. The Devontae Adams catch for the walk off score with twenty seconds left, uh, waving goodbye to the crowd. Derek Carr played pretty well, uh, three hundred seven yards for two tutties. Russell Wilson. Is it safe to say Russell Wilson is done? Uh, he scored that. Touchdown with eight minutes and twenty four seconds. Eight minutes oh, and 22 seconds. Sorry, I just saw the twenty twenty something seconds on the clock. Oh, I'm like, what is it? well, then why was he waving goodbye to the crowd if there were still eight? Because it was an overtime touchdown, game over. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Walk off <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> I was like, you said walk off touchdown. I did say that. I did say that. I was like, why do you? Could you tell I was time? watching the highlight in real time as I was talking about it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this one goes to overtime, and then. Uh, <clears throat> The Raiders win. I'm happy for the Raiders, especially everything Derek Carr is going through. What team do you think Derek Carr's on next year? Because it's not going to uh, be the Raiders. You know what? I think he's on Denver. They might that's, have a chance. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Uh, no, he's going to end up in Carolina, in uh, in Indianapolis somehow, somehow, some way. He's in Indianapolis. You think so? Um, of course. All right. Indianapolis takes everybody's returns. He's in Indy, or he's in uh, the nation's capital. Well, I think Andy's trying to get away from that. That's why. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll try. Sure. You guys see how much of a professional I am on this show? I could have not said any of that stuff about not watching the game and still played it off like I watched the game just fine. God. Uh, yeah, you could have. Uh, you didn't have to. Didn't have to reveal it. But I was um, kind of hoping you'd skip the game. That's kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> the sad thing about this uh, now, Melvin Gordon has been waived uh, after this most recent fumble. Um, wait, he got waived after this. Got waved. Feel bad for Melvin Gordon. Remember, one fumble too many. Uh, Wasn't he a second round pick? Never been, never been sold on Melvin Gordon. Neither have I. I just feel bad when these guys come in the league. He broke all those records in college, and then it's just like, nope, you're out. Yeah, but he went to Wisconsin. They just run the ball. That's their whole. That's their whole identity. Uh, Uh, but if. If the Denver Broncos were to score 18 points in every one of their regular season games, they'd have a winning record. Say that again. If I, I, I missed one key factor. If the Denver Broncos scored 18 points in regulation, they'd have a winning record <clears throat> at this point. Do you know Melvin Gordon's from? That's insane. Did you know Melvin Gordon's from Wisconsin? I you I I thought you were gonna say it, and I was gonna say this can't be true. 
He was a first round pick from Wisconsin. The Broncos would be nine and one. Sorry, I just found it. They would be nine and one if they only scored eighteen points in ev- in regulation of all their games. That's nuts. That's a crazy stat. You know what else is crazy? Melvin Gordon, a first round running back, is from Wisconsin. Not the college, like he was born in Wisconsin. First round running back. That's the normally part all that, first round running backs come from below the Mason Dixon line. That's the part that really throws you off. Yeah. That's, that's when have you ever heard of a good running back coming out of Wisconsin? Jonathan Taylor. Uh, no, I'm run. saying no, not not the college Wisconsin. They're known for running the ball. I'm saying born in Wisconsin. Where did Peyton Hillis come? Where was he born? Don't don't bring up the only <laughs> white guy in this conversation. Uh, it, it, that's the thing I was going to say. That's the part you're going to harp on. You're, you're more shocked about the, the running back coming from Wisconsin and not there being a black prospect. Wisconsin. They're not, is Peyton Hillis from Wisconsin? Did I nail that? Uh, no, I was or saying, you saying where, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, how are you not going to harp on the fact that there's a black guy born in Wisconsin? That's what I'm harping on. That's insane. To no, me. you're just saying running back. <laughs> I'm getting to the root of it all. Oh, yeah. That's why it's <laughs> insane. But you can say that. I can't say that. Come on. We've been over this. Yeah. Denver, bad. Raiders, not Arizona. as bad. Oh, Peyton Hills. Yeah. Um, Carr didn't have to cry. They established the run. Uh, two of their, their best two skill players uh, flourished in this game with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Um yeah, Russell Wilson just sucks. I mean, there's just no other way to slice it. He has like what four touchdowns on the season or something crazy like that. Like yeah, he, it's nothing big. Seven I'm touchdowns, wrong. five interceptions. Jonathan Taylor grew up in New Jersey, so I was I was wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. Who comes from fucking New Jersey? That's what I'm saying. I was, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong. All Philadelphia right, Eagles versus the Indianapolis Colts. Brennan. Uh, they said it couldn't be done. They said he hadn't done it. They said he'd never do it. They said he couldn't come back to win a game. Now, everybody's conveniently forgetting he threw a 50-yard bomb last week to come back, and it was promptly fumbled. Uh, I thought the fates were going to be the same, actually, this week when uh, he threw a pass to A.J. Brown in the flat, and A.J. Brown, being the monster that he is, tried to uh, gain some more yards, but had it punched out from behind, resulting in a fumble. Don't uh, I know but they it. Were it's able to hold, team. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team, too. Uh, they were able to hold on, though, the Philadelphia Eagles were, uh, hold on for dear life uh, by a game-winning drive where people are calling unconventional, and they're saying, can Jalen Hurts throw the ball? Uh, I think he can because, again, 50-yard strike to win the game last week. I think he was getting sick and tired of all his receivers fumbling the ball. So he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it in the hands of people who hold on to the ball so tight. They would never do such a thing. Um, one completion on that on that drive. But everything else was Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Jalen Hurts himself. Keeping it on the ground. Taking it all the way down. And running it down their throats for a game winner with a minute 20 left. Uh, the Eagles are fine. I think I think everything is fine. I mean, I I don't think there's. I think they have some issues, but the main thing that I think their best defensive skill is not giving up the big play. Uh, I think that's by far and away the most effective thing. And 
a, a, a Cowboys fan tweeted this yesterday. I can't remember homeboy's name, but he's like a prominent Cowboy fan on Twitter. And he said, that was an impressive win. And people were like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And he said, hey, good teams find ways to win games. That was a come yep. from behind on the road. We just we saw uh, Kansas City lose that game earlier this season. Uh, we just saw the Colts beat the Raiders, who we can't tell if they're for real or not. But a good team finds a way to win that game. You know what the Eagles did? They found They won the game. Well, that's the thing I always say. The NFL, everyone's good, man. Any given Sunday. So I hate it when people are like, oh, they should have blown them out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the Giants are fucking seven and three, and they're going against the Detroit Lions. We've only won three games. Well, guess what? The Lions fucking put it on them because the Lions get paid too. Same thing in this game. Like yeah. you said, it's about finding ways to win these games where a couple of things go wrong. You get a couple of fumbles. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit, we're down, and you still find a way to win. The Eagles are for real. That's why I have them at 200 to 1 odds for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Pick that at the beginning of the season. Second game in a row where we lose the turnover battle, and we should have won last week, uh, but pulled it out today. Well, hey, the appraiser, gave, he gave you your number, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Brennan. <laughs> We're moving All on. All right. Moving on. We're talking NBA. Here we go, baby. Joe. Yes. Let's talk about the NBA, the National Basketball Association. What's going on with the Sacramento Kings? They are good. I told you that. <laughs> They're on a six-game winning streak where they haven't scored under 120. Uh Eight and ten, eight and eight of their last ten games they've won. They're sitting at five in the standings right now. This has been something in the making. What is happening? This random like, you know that that inverse hiccup where you don't really hiccup, but it's like yeah, you gotta take a breath. Um, they've this has been something I want to say in the making for quite some time. They've been. Slowly but surely trying to build a winner since drafting De'Aaron Fox. Um, they made the trade last year kind of as a, as a last-ditch effort to bring in Sabonis to see if he could help. And he is helping now that he's there for the entirety of the season. They brought in Kevin Herter, who was one of our favorite players, the redhead out of Atlanta, uh, who came by way of Virginia. Um, he's playing beyond uh, beyond recognition at this point. Helping them immensely. Delva Dova. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize Delhi's on this squad. They brought him in. Uh, they brought in Malik Monk, who played last year for the Lakers, uh, a great friend of De'Aaron Fox. They played together at uh, University of Kentucky. But one of the biggest things was drafting Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray has been playing, uh, been coming off the bench, but he's been paying dividends as an early-round draft pick out of Iowa. Keegan Michael 12. Curry? No. Uh Keegan Michael Murray, this guy thinks he's funny or something. Uh, twelve points off. He's giving them twelve points off the bench, a consistent scorer, a consistent threat, um, and they're beating some of the better teams or who we think are the better teams. They they've been putting it on. Yeah, they put uh, one hundred fifty three up on fucking Brooklyn. They should have beat Golden State twice, but they got robbed. One of them uh, with a foul call that wasn't called. Um, but no, they're they've been building this for quite some time. They brought in a. They brought in Mike Brown to be a professional coach um, and not fool around with the likes of Luke Walton. Um, and yeah, they beat no, a lot of playoff the teams. Deal. The Raptors they beat. Uh, the Knicks may be a playoff team. The Clippers definitely. The Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, they're, they're taking teams down. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're the real deal, man. They're, they're point differential. They have a plus point differential. Um, one of the better ones in the West. I mean, they're, they're the real deal. I think I think this is finally the year. They've been waiting to put it all together. I think they finally have the roster where it, uh, the roster warrants, you know, any expectation to make the postseason, you know? Yeah, I mean, they, they showed flashes of this when they went to the bubble. Um, they had a good record, but they were one of those teams that had no shot of actually getting into the playoffs. But they went and they played well. They played really well. And last year was kind of a – last year people thought they were going to take the step, but they actually took a step back. And then they got some bonus, and, yeah, it's paying dividends this season. Yeah. Huh, excuse me. They look good. They look really good. Um. You put on here Brooklyn turnaround. They've won two games. I don't think it's a turnaround. I don't know why you put that on here. They've won two games, yes. But uh, prior to that, they had won a few before losing a couple. And now they have uh, what looks like a enthused Ben Simmons, to say the least. Uh, he's scored over double digits. One of my, I see uh, what you're saying. They've won six out of nine. So, yeah, you're right. I made a tweet. Uh, not a tweet. I, made, I texted a few people a couple weeks ago, like, we were like 10 to 15 games into the season and Ben Simmons hadn't scored 10 points. It was something that was baffling me. Uh, they've been bringing him off the bench lately, which Good, I think, he's a bench player. <laughs> they've been bringing him off the bench lately um, to have him get started without, I mean, kind of like jumpstart him. Uh, they inserted him back into the starting lineup this past game with Kyrie back. Kyrie is back. I don't want to say I'm proud of him, but when everything was happening, I didn't see a I didn't see a scenario where Kyrie kind of like uh, acquiesced to some of the demands, and I feel like the demands kind of went uh, a little above and beyond like that five point list of things to do. Um, but to his credit, he did the things to get reinstated. He's back. Uh, and yeah, hundred million dollars will make you think differently about what you say. Yeah. Uh, I think it was more than hundred million dollars as far as suspension. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I mean now the rest of this roster still sucks, and I don't think they're gonna be a great team. But uh, it's it's good to see them playing good basketball in the way that we thought they would. Uh, now, it's is this gonna get them a championship? I don't think so because I think something no. else will come up. Before the end of the season, trust me. Well, not only that, they things just, you already mentioned it. Up. They don't have the pieces around. But yeah, they don't have the the extra pieces. Um, so yeah, but they they've they've righted the ship. They're in they're in the playing as it stands right now. That's yeah, they're more playing to say better. You're right. They've teams. won nine out of they've won six out of nine, so they are doing better. I wanted to talk to you about a team that's doo doo in uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So. We were talking about this before the mics went hot. I thought it was hilarious that all the podcasts I listen to about the NBA, it's like, no one can stop Luka. Luka's a man possessed. You can't guard Luka. You just got to let Luka score. Dallas is garbage this year. They're not garbage. Settle down. They're, they're one and a half out of first place. They're nine and seven. <laughs> so they, are, they do have a winning record as of right now. The thing that bothers me, though, is... It's all Luca. Like they're third in the Southwest standings at nine and seven, but that's only because Memphis and New Orleans are playing well. Luca's, um, what is it? His PER is uh, uh, his per. His, what is the thing called? His per. 
Yeah, it's like or usage. You go by usage? his usage rate. Thank okay. you. His usage rate is higher than anyone um, since in Westbrook in the triple double season. Woo! Dang. Yeah, which is not that. good. It's good if you're Luca. Yeah, I mean it's good if you're Luca, but no team. How many game or how many uh, playoff wins did that uh, Russell Westbrook triple do- double season have? Yeah, playoff <laughs> playoff wins in terms of like games won or series won. Uh, games one or series one. I think they won like a game or two. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> Ryan Rosillo broke this whole thing down where, if, like, if you have a guy where one of one single player's usage rate is above like 33 or 30, mm-hmm. like, none of those teams, there's only like You're three teams. You're built on a house of cards. Yeah. There's only three teams since the ABA NBA merger that have actually made it to the finals with a player like that. And Iverson was one of them. I was gonna say uh, Iverson, maybe. I can't even say Dirk Nowitzki. I no. feel like I want to say Dirk, but Dirk wouldn't apply. His usage rate was never that high. Damn, that's wicked. Uh, yeah, because they had like Jason Kidd, like yep. controlling things. Um, yeah, I. The thing is, the West is perception-wise, it looks like because they're sitting at nine, but the West is all bunched together. Like, there's nobody. From one to ten, it's all within two games. Yeah, it's not like the <laughs> East where Boston is a clear control. Yeah, Boston's in control, and then you got mi- mi- Milwaukee. Milwaukee right there, like on their heels, and it's like a two-team race, and everybody's kind of trailing behind to a degree. The Nuggets—I don't know how the Nuggets are doing this right now. Everyone is in either health and safety protocol or just out. I was gonna say. The last game we played was we played back to back games against Dallas. Actually, Dallas blew us out the first game. We beat them by one the second game. You know who wasn't playing? Luke, uh, Luca, uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray, uh, Bones Highland was a probable. He ended up having twenty nine points, his career high. Uh, I think Michael Jordan, Michael Porter Jr. played. Like Michael we Jordan did throwing, not play though. Michael he Jordan definitely did not. Play. Did not. He certainly did. maybe Michael B. Jordan, but. Definitely not Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Who do you think would win in a one-on-one game right now, Michael B. Jordan or Michael Jordan? Michael Jeffrey Jordan would dust him. At 60 years old? No question. The thing is, he's not going to miss a shot, right? It's hard to lose when you don't have to give the ball up. Do you think he still shoots around? Do I think? Yeah. The Charlotte players, I mean, I don't know if he does it anymore, but... That's what I'm saying right now, today. Of... No, I think he still shoots around. I don't think... What I don't think he does anymore is there was a time where the Charlotte players were like, oh, he'd come and like to practice and like shoot with us one on one and like play one on one with us and kill us. Oh, at, really? Like, 50. <laughs> so, yeah, I think God, he had to stop that doing that because anything. he just demoralized his own team. <laughs> I think he was like, you know, it's in my best interest to not flex on them this much. Imagine yeah. being that good at anything in your life. I know he still runs camps and stuff in the offseason where he plays like uh, shoot around with the kids or shoot around with like the NBA players he brings in and he doesn't lose often. Yeah, we got off on a tangent. Uh, We're talking about Dallas Dallas. losing to uh, your Denver Nuggets had nobody playing. Uh, yeah, I think Dallas's biggest issue, like you said, the usage rate of Luca. Uh, they got rid of Jalen Brunson. They have really outside of Luca. They're they're relying on Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., who 
is constantly hurt. I I've, I don't think there's been a Tim Hardaway. He was he was on the Clippers last year, right? No, Tim Hardaway was on the Mavericks. He was just hurt. Okay, yeah. I, that's say, I feel like right. every postseason, Tim Hardaway Jr. seemingly. So I always remember hearing his name in the beginning of the season, like, "Oh, he's really putting it together," and then he just disappears. And I can never remember if it's because of trade or because of no. Next thing you know, he's just in a suit on the sideline. Um, yeah, they got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got Christian Woods, who's actually a very very good player. Underrated um, Christian Woods. He's very been, underrated. He's been all around the league. Uh, all around the world and back again. Um, but yeah, I feel like they just need to they, they need to find more guys. I mean, they, I, I don't know what to say. They, they're a top-heavy team, and their top is Luka. And yep. they're just never going to be... They're never gonna do that much if he's the if he's the universe because all these other teams in the West have multiple pieces, whereas teams can get just key in on Luca. Like, how are the Jazz still number one? By the way, I have no idea. When is this gonna fall? (laughs) Soon. They peak too soon. It'll be soon. Oh, I mean, you know what? This time I might hop on you if they peak too soon. Fanwagon. Luca's um, bigger than Christian Wood, not height wise, but weight wise. That is hilarious to me. Luca's a Luca's a large boy. I know, but he plays point guard, and Christian Woods a center. Um, I mean, Luca's a large boy, man. All right, moving on. Favorite game of the week for everybody. Time for, for the NC Double A's. Like there's a specific sounder for <laughs> who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down. Joe. You're going to enlighten us on the college football week that was. Tennessee got rocked. Tennessee got rocked, and their uh, Heisman hopeful has been knocked out of the, the has been knocked out of this game. Um, Hendon Hooker, torn ATL, done for the season. No, Brandon, knocked out of the season. Knocked out of the season, yeah. Uh, Brennan, it was a raucous, raucous week 12 in the college football standings. Uh, we had a lot of big games, a lot of upsets, a lot of close games. Michigan was in a nail biter with Illinois. Maryland pushed Ohio State to the brink. Miami got beat like they always do. TCU had the field goal unit running on last second. South Carolina put 63 on Tennessee with Spencer Rattler. Uh, USC was in a tight one with UCLA taking it, taking uh, pulling it out late there. Oregon takes it over Utah. Penn State rocking Rutgers. Georgia Tech taking out North Carolina, Arkansas beating Ole Miss. Brendan, it was a wild, wild weekend. The Navy, thank you for your service, took out UCF. You thought there would be bloodshed, mayhem in the college football ranking as far as who's in and who's out, but it was not. Only one team has dropped out of the top 25, Brendan, and only one team has entered the top 25 subsequently. So for the who's in, who's out portion of this, Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy, get the fuck out of here. Sick and tired of you guys jumping back and forth just to bring back Texas. Every week they're in, they're out, they're up and down. Jesus. So agitating, so annoying. But as far as who's up and who's down, Brendan, USC has climbed all the way to number two in the AP. Uh, oops, just dropped my bottle of water. It's all my recording equipment. Uh, good thing the bottle was closed. Poop, poop. <laughs> Keep the tops on, folks. Uh, UCLA jumps. 
No, close the tabs. UCLA jumps up. UCLA? USC jumps up two spots, number five. Clemson hops up two spots, number seven. Uh, Oregon hops up two spots, number 10. Washington hops up three spots, number 12. Notre Dame, after their rocky start to the season, hops up five spots to number 13. Uh, Kansas State, 15. Florida State, so annoying, hops up four spots, number 16. Uh, the last biggest jump was Oregon State, the Beavers. The Beaver State uh, jumps up to number 22. Who's down? Ole Miss. Big crash. Also, very petty. They're up in the petty rankings, Brendan. I don't know if you're aware of this. No, what uh, Lane do? Uh, a a reporter, I think it's out of Alabama, uh, some, some news anchor guy at like a local TV station, said uh, Lane Kiffin will be stepping down from Ole Miss this week and going to Auburn. Auburn hasn't interviewed anybody, but I'm reporting it. And Lane went apeshit on this guy on Twitter. Lane was so active on Twitter last night, you would have thought he was 15 and saying the N-word in rap videos. Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that, I learned. You're not. The kid lost his scholarship because he was an idiot. Uh, kid was going to Florida and his scholarship has been rescinded because a video of him surfaced rapping rap lyrics with the n-word I love how you said rapping rap lyrics hey man could be singing them yeah. no could but I'm them. saying that encompasses a lot of hip hop you're like yeah it was just rap you know what they were they were rap yeah. lyrics you know what yeah. they were yeah but uh, yeah, Lane Lane went nuts. Uh, what did Lane say? I gotta. Look Lane went as now. far as to printing a sheet of paper and tweeting that. And that was my favorite one. That was like very old man, but very like. Funny. What do you mean printing a sheet of paper? He printed a sheet of paper, took a picture of it, and posted it on Twitter. And it said, uh, the reporter's name, and it said he's uh stepping down from his current TV station WQRLXYZ oh and going to WQRCYXZ in Alabama uh no no one's reached out from WCLC but I'm reporting it <laughs> just mocking his tweet Do you think Lane's going to Auburn? <laughs> uh I wouldn't be shocked that's the funny thing <laughs> What if this guy to- has it on good authority? I hate this. This is like when people cheat in a relationship and then they just flip the script and they're like, no, you are. And it's like, <laughs> I was right the whole time, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Lane did go to Auburn, but I it's just funny that he started pushing back so hard. He he posted a picture of him uh, reading a book on the Egg Bowl because Ole Miss, Mississippi State's going to happen this week, rivalry week. It was very fun. Um Normally, the people who react that way are the ones who have something to hide. North Carolina falls five spots to number 18. Utah falls four spots to number 14. Tennessee falls uh, four spots to number nine. And that has been who's up, who's down, who's in, who's up. All right. Let's get to the real meat and potatoes this week. And you'll be surprised how quick. Quick. Name it. Quick hit. Time for the quick hits uh, real quickly. Quick, quick hits. Um, just for a moment, we're going to touch on the uh, NHL. My Tampa Bay Lightning are now number, oh, God, we're number six in the standings when it comes to the Eastern Conference. Right now, we have 11 wins in the 19 games we've played. Only above, actually way above, excuse me, way above the Florida Panthers now in the conference standings. 
Excuse me. Now you got me burping like crazy. Um, and the division standings is a little frustrating. The Maple Leafs have now jumped us and our um, number two, Boston Bruins, though, number one all the way around, whether it's the conference, the league, the division, doesn't matter. Boston Bruins are the number one team right behind the Jersey Devils. Joe, tell me about your uh, middling Florida Panthers. Uh, we're middling. We don't look good. We, we... Our defense sucks. We keep letting up goals. This is the this is what I feared last year. And somehow we kept pulling it out where I was like, man, our goaltending is not great. Our defensive our our defensive line uh aren't great. We keep giving up so many goals, but the the thing that we did last year was we could come back from anything. And we outscored teams. We scored with them or more than. And now when we give up five and six and four, the last three, the last four games, five, two, six, four, five, four. That was a shootout, though. And five, three, like we're not coming back from those. If we keep giving up five and six goal leads, like I, I went on uh, the game started the other day. I wasn't paying attention. Five minutes later, it's three. Oh, I'm like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And I can't pin it on any one goalie because Bob and Knight are giving up these goals in bunches. Um, so it's it's just supremely frustrating at this point. We're not good. We're just not good. We have to we have to do something on our defensive line to supplement that. And yeah, I I can see us not making the postseason this year. Honestly. Whoa, whoa! I mean, they're just not playing like they want to win. Not playing like they want to win. I hear you on that, brother. All right. Now, moving on to what we're all here for this week. What everyone's here for this week. World Cup soccer talk. So, in Group B, England beats Iran 6-2. And then yesterday... And And then yesterday... Two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, East Coast time. One o'clock for Joe. I think it was a night game over there in uh, Qatar. It certainly was a night game. The U.S. is going against Wales. Now, everyone is saying, well, we should clean up everyone except maybe England in this group. The only team, England also, the only team we've never lost to in World Cup play. But, uh, or excuse me, the only team that has not beaten the U.S. in World Cup play. A couple of draws, a couple of U.S. wins. But we go up 1-0. One, one draw, one win. I love people throwing around that stat, and I've, I've looked it up since. It's one loss, one win. <laughs> no, one draw, one win. I'm saying for them, it's one loss oh, to us and yeah. one win and one draw. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they've never won. Back-to-back World War champs back-to-back revolutionary war champs and back-to-back England can't beat us in nothing champs um but yeah so we go against Wales and so in the world rankings we're 13 and Wales is like 18 or 19 so it's not like that huge that is incorrect what is All right. it? I looked this up because you were spouting these numbers last week and I was like I heard I them cannot, on another podcast I cannot just abide by this so I had to look them up U.S. is 16 okay Wales is 19 Okay, so I was still three off. I'm not saying the difference of uh, 13 to 19 is so different from 16 to 19. No, what I'm saying, 
what I'm saying is when I said it last week, I said the U.S. was 13 and Wales was 16. And the oh, U.S. Okay. is 16 and Wales is 19. So I was still three. I knew we were three, three tiers or three levels better. Um, but what is that even worth? I mean, I'm sure 15 A to lot. 20 is all kind of like in the same. You don't think 15 to 20 is kind of in the same realm? Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, we go. No, it does matter because if that's the case, 15 to 20 is all in the same realm. You had the U.S. above the 15 threshold. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Um, one nil. I don't think we were aggressive enough in the second half. I think we tried Not to play one it safe. Nil, one one. No, I'm saying it was phrases. one oh, nil. Oh, okay, okay. And then in the second half, I don't think we were aggressive enough. I think we were playing it safe, and then Wales ended up coming back and tying the game. What uh, did you take away? I watched this whole thing, start to finish. The funny thing is, I don't think we were playing it safe. We we made substitutions on the offensive. We kept pressuring the ball. We were. But I think I think our aggression came off as playing it safe because they were getting tired and exhausted and their runs weren't as crisp, their their passes weren't as clean, and it seemed as if we were playing for uh, a one-goal lead and not attacking because they were just – they were bouts of – it didn't. It's peers we were going forward. I think their defense got better, their offense got better, and it had us on our heels at times, and it looked more like that. But I think the biggest issue was, and my group exploded with it after the game. It's like what we needed more than anything, especially with some of those guys getting tired and not you know executing at that point, and fucking Christian Pulisic getting rocked. Yeah, they beat uh, him up. They made it an emphasis to just throw him around like a ragdoll in that second half uh, because he was lighting them up, honestly, in that first half, getting anywhere he wanted, making all the passes he needed uh, and setting up that Tim Way first goal. The fact that Burhalter didn't bring on Giorena, Giorena. Is, is that the offensive striker? No. Uh, we don't have any good strikers. <laughs> well, I okay, maybe I saw in the post game there was like a really aggressive. He's uh, a young midfielder. Like he's not a goal scorer necessarily. He can score goals, but he's not a goal scorer. Okay. Um, he's a midfielder. He's like he was seventeen, kind of when he first broke on the scene. He's like eighteen, nineteen now. But he is the most dynastic player that we have. He is. Uh, he would have been great for ball retention, keeping the ball in possession, and to create and set up others. Um, the fact Maybe that that's they, what it was, because I heard a lot of people in the postgame talking about they didn't make a particular substitution to be more aggressive. That's what I heard. Yeah. I was about to say, he would have kept the ball going forward, and he would have kept possessions that we ended up losing. Uh, and that would, that is going to be one where... We're just scratching our heads like, hmm, is that going to cost us? Will, will that cost us? I think Wales has the better uh, – they have the better draw of games, being that they play Iran next so we they can see how they – going into the England game, they'll know what they need to do. Yeah. Whereas we're going to have to match whatever – point total they put on iran this this group is i appreciate it though i think we should just go in there and fucking kick the shit out of england and be done with it 
I think we should go in there and kick the shit out of England as well. Um, but my thing is, if we couldn't kick the shit out of Wales, how do we think we're going to kick the shit out of England? <laughs> I'm saying it's a wake-up call. This team, this is this is our Washington Commanders. This is going to be a wake-up call. Again, if we couldn't kick the shit out of Wales, I don't know how we're going to kick the shit. England looked perfect. Outside of the two goals they gave up late, they looked perfect. Um, Harry Maguire, who can't get on the field for Man U, and people have been like, what the heck is this guy's issue? He looked, he when he puts on an English shirt, he looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> so uh, this was, the. I feel like more than anything, if we won this game, we get through fine colors. We lose the game. That's what I thought, yeah. We lose our draw to England, and then we beat Iran. Our best bet now is draw with England. Beat Iran. Beat Iran by however much points we need to, or lose to England, but then hope Wales also loses to England. And then it just becomes uh, how many goals do we need to score versus Iran. Yeah, um, This is not a death nail, but... Man, it would have been so good to win that game. <laughs> yeah, I think we're still on it. Uh, just it's going to depend on the England game. So we'll see. A lot more World Cup talk to come. Who knows? Maybe it'll even be in the kickoff moving forward. We don't know. I don't know. Joe's the one who makes that. Going to the press conference. We're not going to talk about Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Argentina a bit overrated. Pretty Argentina's way overrated. I've been saying this about Messi for the last 20 years. Saudi Don't Arabia. think you were paying attention to soccer real last time. Saudi Arabia beats uh, Argentina 2 0. I mean, I want to get once press we conference in it's, its entirety. Cut no, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, once we get more, like a game or two more into the group stages, I want to talk about, like, because this might be a one off. You know what I mean? Saudi Arabia beats them and then gets crushed, and then Argentina yeah. still advances. So it's not going to matter. Sure. Um, but it could be a indicator of things to come i mean argentina is also gonna have to face mexico who's a strong That's side it's very strong team um from so what yeah. i know about the guys that at work mexico has a really good national team mexico has a very good national team uh comparable to the u.s honestly they rank better than the u.s they they are 13th all right we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety <laughs> Iran is 20, by the way. So, we better not like put it not on. Like they're a bad team. Joe, let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorva. You can find the show's Twitter and Instagram at Hearing Press, where I'll be dunking on Kirk Cousins for most of my lifetime. Uh, you could go to newlow.co to check out all the other shows on the network, including a new low, uh, the flagship podcast, and who does a podcast. Uh, two very entertaining shows, two very different styled shows. Um, worth the time, especially over this holiday break where a lot of your normal podcasts will be on hiatus potentially. Uh, I'd, I'd advise you to go over and listen to those because we have back catalogs and Anula will have a new episode this week. Um, you could go to my website, joedormal.com to check out all my wares and whatnots. Um, check out the music under the moniker headphone, Joe, no, no, e. check out the merch at a reasonable price. Uh, for this holiday season, get the lo- get the loved one, get the person you love, a nice headphone Joe T-shirt, you know. Uh, really tell them you love them. Brennan, all right, follow me 
on Instagram and Twitter, all social media at Brennan T Comedy. BrennanTComedy.com is the website. One man show, posters out, tickets go on sale in December. Very excited. It's happening. It's happening. Um, Jim Parsons might be coming. That'd be really cool. Uh, there may be an appearance by every member of a new low. Yeah, you guys might come. Are you guys going to come up to New York to see my little old me, my little show? Potentially. It's, it's being discussed. Flight, That's super cool. Flights are being looked up. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, so uh, One Man Show is January 30th at the Producers Club. Tickets will go on sale for that in December. And then, like I said, at Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Oh, yeah, check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. Uh, I have a guest on every week. There is no slowing down for the holidays for me. I'm still recording like crazy. Still have plenty of banked episodes. Every week I have a guest on and we talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. So check that out. X Drinking Buddy. Also Avery the name of the McKinney? Avery McKinney? Avery McKinney was my last guest. Producer of the Film Vault and uh, Invade the Decade comic out in L.A. Contributor of uh, the After Disaster. Yeah, the Black Do we know disaster. if he still listens? He we does. He does. Okay. Um, well, he made it. He made it seem like he did the way we were talking about it. And he. Br- oh, yes, I know he does because he brings it up on the film vault a lot. Okay, I was, I was like, because you don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> I'll tell you this offline. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, Brennan, get us out of here so we can talk about things offline. All right, there we go. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello? You shout out Saudi Arabia taking it to Argentina. I Take that, know. Messi. You I piece of should, sh- what? Don't know if we should be shouting out Saudi Arabia. Let me rephrase that. Shout out <laughs> Saudi Arabia's men's national soccer team, not the Saudis. They're bad.